besties, especially our OG besties, because let's be real. If you're listening to us here, it's because you've interacted with us on like Twitter or Discord, something like that. And if that's not the case, then my friend, you are in a class all of its own and we are honored. Anyways, this is DNF Happy Hour and we're closing out hashtag March Monster Madness. We know it's April. We do. It's just some shit came up. But we're going to close out this bitch with a fluffy monster fucker that explores the secretive inhabitants of the apparently not so frozen tundra of Siberia. It's my people. <laughs> In cuddling the, I know this is not the right way to say it. Um, I, I am Russian. I do speak it. But it is spelt like this. Cuddling my chuchunya by Marilyn Barr. Hashtag we go into Disney. <laughs> That's a story for another time, but we are. To another episode of DNF Happy Hour, the bookish podcast where we, Mel B and Jackie D. Hello. Hello, your hosts. We break down some of our craziest reads, good and bad. We explore genres, tropes, kinks. If we're feeling froggy, we uh, we go ahead and see if it's ready for its screen adaptation debut. This episode, we discuss one final fluffy monster fucker. We'll probably do more at some other time, but this is for the month. Romance that's available on Kindle Unlimited. Anyways, just a warning, we record these after our main show. So we are a bit slosh, not sloppy. And we are uh, hashtag sorry, not sorry for whatever is about to come out of our mouths. So not sorry. Let me set the scene for you. This book is another product of us trusting our book Twitter besties and asking for monster fucker wrecks, you know, like that are on Kindle Unlimited. Side note real quick. One thing I learned, hard lesson on the Twitter, hard lesson I should say, never, all caps, never, and I mean never, tweet the word commission, (laughs) ever, for any reason. Just don't do it. It summons the bots and scammers like a tourist in the big city with an open backpack. Mm. They are there and they are feral. Anyways, uh, I can't remember who, and I try to find the thread, but like literally for fuck's sake, Twitter is like the ocean. If you don't anchor that bitch down with a bookmark, you ain't ever going to see it again until it floats ashore like in the most convenient time, like a dead body. You know, so, you know, all these celebrities, right? They're like, they get canceled. And usually the reason they get canceled is because of some post or tweet or whatever that they, they did like in 1986. Like, I don't know, Twitter wasn't even around then, but like the post is from 1986. I just don't get it. Uh, so how those are found, but I can't find one I posted an hour ago because I really tried to find who 
linked this to us. And I know they also tagged the author. So I was trying to search by that. But no, no luck. But yeah, uh, where was I? Uh, yep. So whichever bestie it was, they linked this little smutty Yeti KU romance. And OMG, this cover. We need to post it. And that's all I'm going to say about it. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say that I read it on the flight to Florida when we were heading down to see Eliza. She's amazing, by the way. Eliza Schlesinger. It was so good. It was so funny. I laughed the whole time. It was, what, like two hours of laughing straight? I know. You, know? you pulled that up and you were reading, and then I was supposed to read it as well. But I ended up, somebody posted this uh, daddy dragon something something. <laughs> yeah. Like, we were literally, literally in line to start boarding the plane, and I saw this post, and I go, Oh, hold on. And I pull it up. It's on Kindle Limited. I'm like, Jackie, look at this. Look at this. And that's what I read. I finished it that day, just so you know. I, I do yeah, need to Jack read that, though. But, <laughs> but yeah. Jackie was reading this next to me. Yeah. <laughs> so we're sitting on the plane next to each other in our seats, and I'm reading this book. And all Mel heard from me was, uh, are you fucking kidding me? And what the fuck? Sometimes you, you would just like literally slam down your iPad and then just stare off into space. And then I just see you out of the corner of my eye and I'm like, should I engage? Should I wait? And I'm just like, kind of like still, like do not make any sudden movements. Then you just kind of glare at me and I'm like, ha ha, what, what happened? Okay. I just want to say that I appreciate everybody's taste in books and whoever recommended this to us, I am fully supportive of your choices. This just was not for me. And we no. love the author, too. Yeah. The author did nothing wrong. No. I mean, maybe. No. Nothing egregious. It, to be honest, Jackie and I are literally on opposite ends of the spectrum when it came to rating this book. So, again, it just, it proves you, you got your opinions, your preferences. Jackie and I have very, very different opinions on this book. And we are still here. Best yeah. friends. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Well, I mean, we survived a 14 and a half hour flight to freaking Tokyo yes. and didn't want to kill each other. Plus two weeks in Japan together. And then just and then to the do flight it all. The, yep. Just to do it all over again. We literally landed at our airport, just delusional, tired, grouchy. I think I tried to pick a fight with someone out of nowhere. I think it was a flight <laughs> attendant or somebody that worked at the airport. Yeah, no, yeah, it wasn't a flight attendant. I respect them. This was just somebody at the at the airport. And, but Jackie's so out of it. She's just like, whatever. <laughs> but when we got in the car, we were like, we we did it, <laughs> and we didn't kill each other. Not not even one. We didn't even get irritated with each yeah. other. That says a lot. Your mom made fun of us, though. So she did. She yeah. said we were. Um, Oh, because it was on the weekend, and she called, and she was asking what we were doing, and we, I think it was like Friday night or something. Yeah. And I said, we are, um, we're in the hotel room drinking, and we're researching World War II sites to go visit <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> and she's like, oh, you're so fucking old. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Good times. Yeah. All right. If you pull this book cuddling my chuchunya which everyone always saw it on twitter as cuddling my chihuahua <laughs> and they would do a double take 
<laughs> this is what you get if you read the synopsis of it. All right, here we go. Get ready. Her obsession stands before her, not as an extinct astrolap blah, 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 blah. I don't fucking know how to say that word. Australopithecus. Australopithecus. Oh, yeah, that does. Okay. Then, yeah, okay. <laughs> Australopithecus. Literally, I never sounded it out when I was reading. I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> Moving on. Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Austra- Australopithecus. Uh, but as a living chichunya. An, ab- an abominable snow monster who promises a lifetime of devotion in hiding. Dr. Vera Thompson, I am one reindeer sleigh ride away from the academic notoriety and the corpse excavation, which will catapult my career from junior anthropology fellow to tenured professor. Crossing the Siberian tundra is not for the faint of heart, but with modern technology like a GPS, cell phone signal, and all climate winter gear, I'll reach the suspected Australopithecus body <laughs> unearthed by the melting permafrost. One more day of dodging methane gas pockets under the ice, and my life will change forever. Arcune. The hairless one swarmed around my brother's body like flies from the southern land. Tradition dictates his next of kin perform his last rites, so I follow the erratic driving of the hairless one from a foreign land. If these invaders discover my Chichunya clan, I fear... <laughs> We are too few to defend our territory under the ice. I don't understand why the sled driver throws his passenger into a ground popper, but the cruel deed activates my coupling. That is a Russian word I'm telling you right now. I, I, I'm not going to pronounce it out. It doesn't matter. His coupling instincts to heat my body to an inferno. The first sign of our soul bond. Stuck between loyalty to his clan secrecy and his biology, will Arpjohn... Will Artyom trade injured Vera for Dennis's body? Will Vera choose modern conveniences in Ohio or stay in Siberia with the Chuchunya, who promises to cherish her? In such an unforgiving landscape, will Artyom prove his dishevnyezes by pushing her toward an easier life, even if her leaving breaks both their hearts? Trigger warnings, this book is for adults with cursing characters, mild violence, and steamy romantic scenes between a consenting human and a monster. To survive while isolated in Siberia, they must eat whatever food is available, whether it is a reindeer companion or not. (laughs) I think we literally just got the entire story. (laughs) Yeah. I just read the book to you. Yep. You're welcome. I just like how his name is Artyom and his brother's name is Dennis. Yeah, it should have just been like Rob. <laughs> this is Alexi. And this is Bob. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Genres and trips. All right. I, I'm going to read what Goodreads says this is. And keep in mind, there's usually like 20 tags, but this only has one. And I'm not sure if it really fits. But let's see. It is listed as a paranormal romance. Mm. So in Goodreads, if you click on that little tag that says paranormal romance, this is what it says. Paranormal romance is a subgenre of the romance novel related to paranormal fiction. Paranormal romance focuses on romance and includes elements beyond the range of scientific explanation, blending together themes from the genres of urban fantasy, traditional fantasy, science fiction, or horror. Hmm. 
Paranormal romance may range from traditional category romances with a paranormal setting to stories where the main emphasis is on a science fiction or fantasy-based plot with a romantic subplot included. Paranormal romance stories tend to feature a lot of romance, suspense, and action, as well as sometimes include mystery, humor, and or horror in the plotline. So every fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Common hallmarks are romantic relationships. No shit. With humans, vampires, werewolves, shapeshifters, fairies, demons, witches, sorcerers, ghosts, and other entities of a supernatural or otherworldly nature. Beyond the more prevalent themes involving vampires, shapeshifters, or time travel, paranormal romances can also include books featuring characters with psychic abilities like telekinesis or tele- telepathy. Telepathy? Tele- telepathy? Telepathy. Yeah. Telepathy. Fuck, I'm drunk. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like telepathy. <laughs> And then finally, telepathy. Telep- <laughs> telepathy. Put some telepathy on that. <laughs> paranormal romance, romance novels in which the future, a fantasy world, or paranormal happenings are an integral part of the plot. So again, like... I know. Okay. No. Yeah. <laughs> like, wh- there's no fantasy. It's literally set in Siberia. Are you saying that Siberia is a fantastical world? Yes. I mean, I, I kind of agree. <laughs> But realistically, it's not. It is an actual place on the map that you can go to if you dare. Yeah. Have I been there? Yes, I have. It's There's a lot of snow. But then there's a little subcategory to this that I wanted to bring up. It's the erotic paranormal. <laughs> erotic paranormal combines the genre conventions of romance, paranormal aspects such as vampires, werewolves, or other mythic beings, and graphic descriptions of sex. This is the only one where I'm like, Okay, maybe? My my issue is that it's not a mythic creature, though. Mm-hmm. It's something that actually existed. Well, I mean, if we're saying that if it actually existed in reality, I would say to this extent, no. It, or one has never been discovered. Mm-hmm. But in terms of evolution... And all that jazz. There's, they're finding people and, you know, links that are kind of, um, Yeti-ish. I don't, I don't know. Like, maybe not to that extent, but they got a bit more fur on them. (laughs) Or hair. So, yeah. So, is it really mythical? No. Because in this world, in the book, there's studies on them, right? They just haven't found a good specimen. They're doing research to find one. There's there's uh, evidence of their existence. So I don't think it's mythical either. So I don't think this is paranormal. No. Because that long list is like vampires, werewolves, witches. What, like the, It's not any of those. And I, I don't believe there's any magic that's happening, period. No. <sighs> there's tradition. There's things that the tribes have... Ca- passed down through generations that I guess a Westerner might look at that and and see it as mythical, but that doesn't mean it's magic. It's their cult. Like, magic in the derogatory sense of the word, meaning like, this ain't science, this is magic. Like, that kind of thing, right? This is their their culture. It'd be like telling someone who's Christian or or Muslim or whatever, like, them praying, you're going, that's magic. Like, no, you don't say that. (laughs) 
That just reminded me of Mean Girls when she's talking about kids who are homeschooled and they show the, <laughs> the redneck kids. And on the eighth day, God created the Remington rifle. Um, but <laughs> there's there's nothing paranormal about this because it's not mythical creatures. It's just, a, I don't know, not not a time warp or something like that. But something happened that this one group of Australopithecae were <laughs> able to survive. And my first thought is, God, the inbreeding that was going on. Right? Yeah. Right. But they don't want to talk about that. They just want to talk about how, like, it's like it, it gives very strong Ice Planet Barbarian vibes. Yes. It's like, we don't got any females. Well, oh, in- look, there's one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and then the oh. whole magic thing. Like, we've read so many books that have to do with the fated mate, right? Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. book tried to give off those vibes, but it never talked about it. Yeah. Never. I think, um, they, I think it was trying to mix a bit of that, like, the Kui in Ice Planet Barbarian sense, yeah. where you don't have like, necessarily a control, but also it gives that sort of Omega verse feel where it's like a, a very strong sense of mating to be bonded between two compatible mates, essentially, right? Yeah, that's that's what it's given off to me. But they never talked about it. No, no, no. Okay. Anyway, trope. Yep. There's a trope in this one, and there were others that I could pick, but I just really wanted to bitch, so I picked this one, and I freaking hate this trope. For so many reasons, the main one being that it's dumb. Uh, there's usually a good reason <laughs> why this romance didn't work out in the first place. So there shouldn't be a reason for a second chance romance. Hmm. Leave it alone. Yeah. No. Usually those type of second chance romance, they just become like really mentally abusive in a sense where everyone's just pining and regretting and it's like, you need to learn coping skills and you need to get on with your fucking life. So it's it's that. It, it bothers me. So it, a second chance romance, uh, those books have a storyline in which former lovers reconnect after a breakup or a separation and finally find their happy ending. Now, these epic love stories don't involve a reconciliation after a simple fight or a weak separation. It could be years later that characters find love once again together that is every nicholas sparks book i'm pretty yeah. sure yeah and i fucking hate it which is but yeah. i will say it didn't bother me as much because i i wouldn't say this this feels like your traditional second chance but there is a a fairly lengthy separation that happens for reasons so yeah, we're gonna try and not do spoilers all right Reviews, Jackie. Lead us off with our reviews. <laughs> Yay! On Goodreads, we have a four point two seven out of five. The last time we checked, um, sixty six ratings of those sixty six forty eight reviews. So people who actually <laughs> bothered to write something. I think this is the first time we've had one with double digit for both. Yeah. Ratings and reviews. I this think is so. a new book. Yeah. Okay, we're going to link it later. Don't worry. Okay, go on. Jane. Well, and, and I will say most of the reviews were from people who received advanced read copies. An ARC. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
I do those. Yeah, you do. A lot of them. I did not receive this as an arc, though. No. And I feel kind of, I'm getting some FOMO. Cheated? Okay. Cheated, yeah. maybe? I've been here the whole time. Yeah. Over half the reviews that people left uh, were five out of fives. Uh, and then four out of fives was 31%. And the rest totaled about nine? No, 12. No. 12%. Yeah. Yeah, 12%. For three, so. two, and one, that's that's pretty low. Yeah. So I think overwhelmingly, but also usually people that re- receive arcs are looking for that genre, yeah. are part of an arc reader group that is part of that community, right? Yeah. Because they want to get true vetted reviews. Yeah. I think they have a sampling of random ones that could get it as well. So, and also the cover of this book is very telling. Yeah. I think you know exactly what you're getting into. If you open this book. Yeah. So a lot of people look at the cover and go, that is not my jam moving on, which is totally fine. Yeah. And I actually appreciate covers like this because you're giving everyone a clear, like a window view, right? You're like, do you like this dress? And you're like, that would look awful on me. No. And you keep walking, right? Instead of coming in, trying it on, looking in the like fucking eight plain mirrors around you and neat like the fucking fluorescent lights and you just like give yourself an aneurysm and then you stress eat for like the rest of the week you don't do that right you just go no not my jam (laughs) and that's why you get overwhelmingly the people that did choose to read this once they looked at the name looked at the author and looked at the cover they're like yes yeah and they liked it so there you go my jam okay uh, the first review we have is a five out of five. With her signature wit, well-researched storylines and settings, Marlon Barr's Cuddling My Chichunya is the snow monster romance I didn't know I needed. A protective Russian-speaking monster and a doctor of anthropology, Artyom and Vera light up the tundra with their insta-love. Fave romance couple of 2023 so far. Highly recommend. <laughs> 10 out of 10 would recommend. Yeah. We have another five-star review. I love this book, exclamation point. Great world building and wonderful characters. As much as I love the traditional legendary creature romance, orcs, naga, shifters, gargoyles, naga, I have yet to have one of those, okay, etc. The yeti-like chichunya were new. I love learning about them and their culture and rituals. Vera and Artum made such a sweet pair and I love seeing them bond. This is the first book I've read by this author and I can't wait for the next book in this new series. It, this is a series? I don't know. Five stars. Anyway, go ahead, Jackie. You, when you looked it up, I'm going to see if this is a series. Okay. Three out of five. I found this to be a cute, cozy monster romance. I did wonder about the lack of pain she has with her broken leg and injured hip. Sorry. Injured hip. 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 I know with my own pain issues, I would not be thinking monster sex, which I would have to agree with her. Uh, she suffered some extensive injuries. And yeah. They they jump into it real quick. Yeah. yeah. Like, huh. All right. I found the book. And in Goodreads, it has no indication that this book is part of the series. Maybe it's wishful thinking. Maybe, or maybe in the book it says something, but on Goodreads it has no indication that it's part of a series, so. Okay. It read like a standalone. I'm going to treat it like a standalone. Anyway. Do it. Our first one-star review, and it's a bit lengthy, so 
bear with us. Unfortunately, I'm quitting around halfway. This is a DNF. Between the plot holes and the insula, this book is just not for me. Our main character, Vera, is on a trip to Russia because a body has been discovered in the ice that she believes is a genetic link to modern man. Her co-worker is confusingly murderous and essentially creates a situation where Vera gets separated en route to the dig site and she falls down an ice pit. It's unclear whether her leg is broken or not, but she's definitely very injured and refers to her leg as useless. I think it's because her hip Mm -hmm. is fractured or something. But almost as soon as she's rescued by Artum and realizes he is the prehistoric man-slash-yeti creature and obviously not extinct, she wants to bone him. (laughs) (laughs) I've never broken a bone before. I've never broken a bone before, but I can't imagine being that injured on top of almost dying with zero pain medicine and being quite so horny. So that's not entirely true. She does have pain suppressants that he provides. They are natural. She does say that they work. Archom's not any better. Women are rare and precious to his people, so he immediately wants to claim her, and he does. And after two days of being together, he's pouting like a lovesick teenager when she goes back to her people despite Vera saying her hip is broken and she needs medical attention, or she may never walk properly again. It... Okay. Side note again. Is it... Can we just suspend this for like a second and think this individual Artyom that is this monster um he's never seen like most of modern technology like i think he's seen a sat phone Mm -hmm. so he probably has no comprehension of what she's talking about but also he does say a lot like i know she's got to do this like i wouldn't want her to hurt but we've also been alluded to the fact that they are sort of mated fated bonded that would be rough right you're like my boo Mm -hmm. but anyway that's about where I stopped. I went into this knowing the FMC or female main character got stranded in northern Russia and met and met a yeti-like man. I guess I was hoping for a hurt comfort plus slow burn romance. Really? <laughs> Damn. All right. Sorry, babe. Our next one out of five is a DNF. Just because the tin says monster romance doesn't mean it's good. I'm not quite sure what ick me out. It's entirely possible I don't like Bigfoot and its offshoots as much as I thought I did. (laughs) Have you seen that wild, I think it's a series actually, it was all over TikTok about like having the Bigfoot's baby? No. Oh my God. It came up on Twitter a little bit and I clicked on one of the links. I definitely regret all of my life decisions (laughs) up until that point. So... Okay, we thought that the cover of this was... No, the cover of this is cute. I will give it that. Yeah. But you definitely see, like, or what she called an offshoot of Bigfoot on the cover. (laughs) You got to look up this, like, Having Bigfoot's Baby book, Jackie. It's fucking frightening. (laughs) Think of, like, Harry and the Hendersons. Remember that? Jeez, yes. I do. There's a lot of you youngins out there that have no idea what I'm talking about, but it it was like that, but not as adorable as Harry. <laughs> and it's Harry like Harry because he is Harry, not Harry like Prince Harry. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's old, but it's great. Okay. Glass one star. And we're not 
banking on the one stars because we hate it or anything. It's just, they happen to be funny and they also just happen sometimes to be extremely misinformed. So that's why we point them out to you. Yeah. One star. It's completely ridiculous in a bad way. Wish it was better because a little more time and chapter develop, chap, oh, character development. Yeah. <laughs> I have reading comprehension skills. Would have made all the difference. Um, I would agree with that. I, I mean, okay. I'm not disagreeing, but yeah, it, the book is not like, ugh, we're not having like uh, Tamlin and his crew, right? Yeah. Like this, they, they don't need this much character development. It is a, you know, wham, bam, not you, ma'am type book. <laughs> and the not is spelled with a K. It's that kind of book. Gross. You get it. She's a doctor. <laughs> she has a reason for going there. Some shit happens. She ends up in a hole. Mr. Bigfoot offshoot comes up like, oh, you know, it, it, and we go from there. That's it. The yeah. book is, is a short read. It's fine. It's not a novella. It's definitely a novel, but it's short. It's not an 800 page chunker. Yeah. So if you were to tell me that a, an 800 page chunker didn't have character development, then I would be like, oh God, oh God, I would clutch my pearls because that sounds like an awful read. Yeah. I can handle it for like 300 or less pages. Fewer pages, I should say, because that's proper English. <laughs> Are you ready, Jackie? Yes. This is the fun part. Okay. Yeah. We are feeling a little froggy, so we are going to attempt to adapt this and see if we'll watch it. First up, casting. Our favorite character and who we'd cast as them. You're very limited to the characters in this that you give a damn about. Um, for most of the book, you're only spent with two of them. I'm going to pick Vera. And I'm going to say, because Vera and Artyom give off that, uh, what's the movie that we watched? Uh, Lost City. Lost City. Like yes. that, that Netflix, right? And it was a story about a romance author who gets kidnapped and her cover art male <laughs> comes to find her. <laughs> and that person would be Sandra Bullock. That's who I picture in this role. And and for me, Artyom mm -hmm. would have to be none other than Mr. Magic Mike Channing Tatum. Yeah, because one, like I said, there's really only them. And two, at this point in my life, I feel like you cannot have Sandra Bullock in a rom-com without Channing Tatum and vice versa. They have the best chemistry. Yes, the best. Best. I love them. Okay. So Sandra and Channing, they're like, bet, this sounds amazing. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be in a fursuit. Channing's like going to be dancing as a furry. It's going to be amazing. How is this going to be adapted? What do you envision it as? Like uh, TV streaming, movie theater, big box, what? Uh, I'm going to go full on, low budget, straight to video in the vein of Circa... 1990 and for those of you who don't understand what circa means it means around the time of yeah we're using anthropology terms and history yeah. terms now yeah suck it yeah um i don't okay if this goes low budget straight to video it's a porno <laughs> and i i'm already gonna say i don't need to carry on with this if it's gonna be a porno because the answer is automatically no like i would not not click on links of excerpts from it that people sent me. Yeah. But I'm not going to sit down and I'm dead fucking sure 
not going to buy it. So I'm going to step it up a little bit and I'm going to say this is going to be a collab between Bloomhouse and Sci-Fi. Okay. All right. And it's going to be part of their paid subscription for Sci-Fi. So you're not getting it on cable TV. No. Mm-hmm. You got to pay for it. You have the streaming. You're going to watch it on your iPad. And it's going to be a movie, but a very short movie. We're talking an hour and a half tops. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sandra Channing in his furry suit. Bloomhouse gets him to sign the contract. They're ready. Okay. Bloomhouse writers are fucking on deck. Like, let's go. Bet. Hold my beer. What scene has to be in this? for you to even consider moving forward for me it's going to be right before vera gets flung into the fucking pit with sven or whatever the reindeer's name is i don't Mm. i don't know uh it and it's only because i want to see what the setup is of those damn sleighs because the way it was explained in the book was so completely confusing to me Mm -hmm. because it sounded like they were connected but there were reindeer on each sleigh and i just don't understand that um plus the other doctor scientist anthropologist whatever the fuck she was um she kind of gives off isma vibes from emperor's new groove and i just want to hear a maniacal laugh at some point but like isma if she were like a hundred years younger no i think isma is isma <laughs> i want her to be purple too <laughs> and then maybe turn into a cat at the end but <laughs> wrong lever fair enough fair enough yeah mine is this is gonna be, this is gonna sound so just contradictory to the statement I made not two minutes ago. <laughs> I want to see the primal play bullshit that happens in the forest, like maybe not graphic or explicit, but I just want to see what the fuck is going on. <laughs> and like, you have like this juxtaposition between all the stoic ritual tribal people in the woods giving their little like Hunger Games salute. He's just fucking railing her. (laughs) Oh, when they're chasing after her? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Because, and really, I just want to visualize and see how somebody plays this out because the description of the positioning in the book is... (sighs) I don't... I, I literally, I had to stop, like, between the sentences and, like, sort of play like i would kind of get in i'm like is this work like how you know what we need to get some of those models that people use to build clay models or whatever like okay body leg is this way so the clay needs to go this way we need to get those for this stuff because i had that so many times in this book that was part of the what the fuck is going on that i was reacting to it's like how is that even possible what he's doing, he should be in front, but he's behind and reversed. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. And then, like, where her head ends up, but then her knees are not touching yeah. certain things. I'm like, how? 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 If anyone's listening to this, maybe if you have, like, anatomical dolls or, like, models that they use in medical school that we can position, 
we will play out, not in a creepy way, but like we will <laughs> position out these weird ass positions in books. Yeah. Anatomical dolls. Okay. Anyway. Yep. Okay. All right. So we got the dolls set up. Sandra and Channing are looking at them going, got it. Bet. <laughs> Hold my beer. <laughs> Channing's still in his furry suit. Sandra is completely naked. Just, Mel, I think this is my favorite episode so far. The visuals are just fucking on point. And it's the book I enjoyed the least. (laughs) Sorry. (sighs) My goal is to make Jackie go back and reread portions of this book. No, not going to happen. All right. (laughs) On that note, Jackie, are you watching this? Okay, originally I said probably not, but given your medium that you would distribute it, um, (laughs) uh, I would subscribe to that like free trial, though, through Mm -hmm. Amazon Prime, and then download the video and watch it on a plane. Yes. With somebody sitting next to me and awkwardly like glancing over because, you know, everybody, everybody does it. And then you're gonna like position yourself so you're you know you're facing it more towards them. Yeah. So you're kind of like your ba- your back and shoulders yep. a little bit, and you got the tablet yep. up. Yeah. And you have it like held holding it up like above your shoulder. Yep. <laughs> and and out of the way of your head. <laughs> and and the the kid behind me is watching, and it's educational. Yeah. She's a doctor, and I'll I'll be drinking my chardonnay while I do chardonnay. Chardonnay. I would. If it's a morning flight down to Orlando, I'd have a mimosa. Mimosa. Yeah. All right. Um, am I watching this? I I put absolutely not, but probably yes. Yep. Yeah. If anyone asked me in public, I'd be like, oh, God, no. <laughs> no. And then Jackie and I would be on the plane yeah. with both of our towels. We'd have double screens going. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right, let's do a little final review of this. Uh, I I already said this. I didn't hate it. And I think it gave me so much humor and joy because I, I got to watch firsthand how Jackie experienced it. <laughs> so maybe it's just like this evil part of me that was like, oh, my God, this book is amazing. <laughs> but I will say, overall, I'm like, this is a cute book. I'm going to admit this. There, we talked about the second chance romance. There's no spoilers here, like, but she does have to go back, right? There's like shit happens. She has a fucking broken hip. She needs physical therapy. She needs surgery. Okay. Yeah. I um, I don't really think I read a ninety percent of that section because once it started, I was like, okay, cool, cool, cool. But then as it started to progress into like college colleagues and there's protests and and i'm not saying anything about the the sort of um undertone theme that's going on in the story perfectly fine i i can get past that it was just how long that section was yeah and i didn't care and then they were bringing up like the other her friends romantic problems and i was like who is this bitch why do i care i don't care that she's stuck in her colleague and it's not working out can we move on? Can we get to the point, people? And then, yeah. I do say, I there was a one moment that I had the same reaction, well, one of the same reactions as Jackie, and that I posted it on Twitter. It was an excerpt from it where 
I even forget what she was talking about. And she's, she says something and she goes, well, you know, because I'm a doctor. And I was like, bitch, oh, you it was <laughs> are an anthropologist. <laughs> it was when she was talking to the reindeer when they're in the fucking pit. And she's like, yeah. I'm a doctor. I'll save you. And you're oh, like, that's right. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. You... You dumb bitch. But I, I know that the author put that, like, ironically. But to me, I was like, no. <laughs> no. No. Jackie? Um, the story had potential. Ooh, Jackie. <laughs> no, I just, I had issues with the fact that there were so many holes in everything. But, like... I think this would be much better adapted as a screenplay than a book. Oh, I mean, I don't think authors hate to hear that because that just means money. Yeah. But okay. I will have to agree with Jackie, though. The her, One of her early complaints was that you have one, this American anthropologist that's going over to Siberia and like is trying to learn Russian on the plane ride over. Yes, it is a long plane ride, but I'm telling you right now, as a speaker of the language, you're not fucking learning any sort of comprehension of this language it's a during com- that flight. It's a completely different alphabet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sound structure, like, you are going to sound awful. Yeah. The, the thickness of your accent, nobody will understand you. And this is why I had a problem with it, because I think uh, because I read Ice Planet Barbarians first, yeah, they made it very clear that there was a language barrier Yeah, in those and books. I, it was cute, too, how they did it. Yes. But they this, were not talking to each other. <laughs> they were having full-fledged conversations, like mm-hmm. in-depth conversations in this book. And yeah. they did not address the language barrier until like 150 pages in or something yeah, crazy like that. Yeah, because they're supposed to be speaking Russian. And also, not only is it that she doesn't know Russian, he is speaking like literally a tier one language over there in Russia because this is a society that has not had a lot of contact mm-hmm. with others. So yeah. the languages are going to be extremely different. You could call them both Russian because they're in the same family, but it's trying to say that like Spanish and Portuguese are the same because they're both Romance languages. That's no, no, they they're separate. Those countries might be close to each other, and yeah. I'm talking Spain and Portugal, and there are words that are the same. They're but literally right next to each other, but it's a completely different language. Yeah, so now take that and just take a small group of people and put them, like, in a mountain in the middle of an already pretty secluded area. <laughs> like, not a lot of people go in there. Mm-hmm. And, you're, and, you're, and they're speaking the Russian. And she even talks about how their accent's different yeah. when she meets the tribes people, the, the human parts that they speak. So the Chichunyas learned Russian from them. Mm-hmm. But their Russian is not Russian. There's more like, I, I'm picturing, like, this mongolian type yeah uh dialect or variation of it so yep the fact that they were <laughs> why thank you artyom i did not my hip hurts because i think it's fractured and i need to urinate can you pick me up and bring me out like what no <laughs> she would be peeing in that bed i'm sorry <laughs> yeah so my review is that I really, really wanted to like this book and um, it has potential, mm-hmm. um, but 
it needs more development and maybe some filling in of holes. I think the moral of the story for this is it's not it's not a trust me. We've were we have read much worse and I wouldn't even put it in that same bucket of oh, bad gosh. reads. God yes. Yeah. <laughs> no. It it is not there at all. I think when you're when you're writing a monster fucker, unless you are setting us up in a completely different world and you're setting the stage for us, sort of like Ice Plant Barbarians, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that we kind of have to just go with, but then the author sort of like spoon feeds it to us slowly throughout the series mm-hmm. that we make up this new reality for yeah. the book. When you have a book like this that's set in an actual place with these laws that exists in, in respect to like language and comprehension and the creatures that do exist and how we come about them and how like schools and universities and these sort of science excursions work with money and funding and all that stuff. Like you got to pick your battles when it comes to what are you going to be fucking weird about and what are you going to be true to? Cause mm-hmm. you kind of have to have a good balance Especially in real world, you gotta you gotta set it up where it's like, got it. We're in the real world. Siberia exists. She's an anthropologist, and here's a fucking monster that comes out. If you were to explain it like they have lived close by to the villages and have interacted with them through trade, which they have, that they would have certain Russian skills, but not to the level of how they were communicating. So something that we could have forgiven if everything else lined up perfectly in this world, we can't because you're like, oh, what, what, how, how, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. In closing, (laughs) (laughs) thank you everyone for listening. You made it with us. We, We had some ups and some downs. We got real. We got a little funny. We got real again. But here we are. Done. And we closed out monster fuckers for the time being, because we know we'll be back. But we do have some special episodes coming up this uh, with some special guests and co-hosts. We have a collab with another podcast this month, actually. So we're going to be doing that. Just check out our social media for updates. We p- postponed some of the things that we originally had planned, like Fifty Shades of Grey being this month. Um, but it, it's because I uh, impulsively bought a house. And with that, uh, there's a lot of stuff. I got to, I got to pack. I got to move. I got to do paperwork. I got to be places. I also have to work because Jackie and I, uh, we, uh, this is, this is not our job. <laughs> and then also Jackie's trying to go on vacation with her family. Um, and she's going to be on a boat. Yay. So we just decided we'll postpone. So we have some more time. We're not rushing through things for you and giving you some quality product. It's really not setting the bar too high. We know, we know. Check us out social media. We'll have updates for you uh, with the special episodes and then the super special episode for our other podcast, which I'm sure you know about, our Read, Watcher DNF, our main bread and butter, our book-to-screen adaptation. Since we pushed off Fifty Shades of Grey, we decided to cave for a much-requested The Princess Bride. Yay! I have neither watched the film nor read the book, and I did order a very pretty illustrated copy because one of our besties it was on her amazon wish list and i got it for her for her birthday and i was like oh my god that is pretty and i ordered it and it's so fucking heavy (laughs) 
I swear it weighs like 15 pounds, but it's so pretty. So yes, Princess Bride, that will be this month. You will have that from us there. Uh, and some big news, actually. We finally set up our Patreon page. It's something we've been talking about for a while, just to see what happens. Because there's some bigger things we want to do with this show and, you know, with this brand, I guess. I guess it's technically what you would call it. But um, yeah, I'm trying to say that with a straight face. <laughs> so I, uh, if you're listening to this, this is open to you as well. We created an OG Besties tier. It's a limited tier. There's only 50 slots. And it's just a dollar a month. And that gives you a total of three entries into any of our giveaways. So your number, when you enter one of these giveaways, you'll automatically get bumped up and get the three. So you get a better chance. And that's just for a dollar a month, lifetime, as long as you're subscribed in that tier. Um, So it's only for OG besties, meaning like if you're here, if you're in my Twitter circle, if you're in our Discord, you're hearing about it. Um, And we will probably launch everything else in a couple days. So... There you go. Go check us out on our Patreon page. That's patreon.com forward slash read watch DNF. <sighs> yeah, so links are going to be in the channel description as always. Uh, but until next time, you know, stay smutty. Um, bye. bye.